0: The reading is in Acts chapter 5, starting at verse 27. Having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teachings and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and saviour, that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Hear the Gospel according to John, written in John chapter 20, beginning at verse 19. John 20, verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again Jesus said, "'Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you.' And with that he breathed on them and said, "'Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven.' In his name. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ.
0: Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Do you believe that Jesus was raised to life? I mean, do you really believe in the resurrection? Do you believe that because of the the resurrection, you too will be raised and that death will not be the end. Of course, critics of Christianity say that we Christians don't really believe it because if we really believed it, we would be more radical in our faith and in the way in which we live our lives. So it's a good question perhaps to ask around Easter time. To what extent do we believe in the resurrection? I mean really believe in it. John says that's why he wrote the the gospel describing who Jesus is, why he died and of course describing the resurrection appearances in his own particular edited version of course. Do we really believe it? It's interesting that the early disciples clearly did believe it. We have one of just a little excerpt from one of Peter's sermons in which he's prepared to risk his life because of the resurrection. He's prepared to say in front of those who had the power to take his life, to imprison him and and kill him, that uh, he would rather die than deny that Jesus was raised to life. And we have the description in John 20 of how he ran to the tomb and then how Jesus came to him and to the other disciples and finally to Thomas. But do you believe it? Do I believe it? Well, for four little thoughts, really, about the resurrection that we can hang our faith on a little bit, and perhaps things that we can learn from these two passages, just four thoughts, really, uh, to share with you. The first is that the presence of Jesus really has been demonstrated. Repeatedly, we are told, both in John's Gospel and in the Synoptic Gospels and in the uh, letters of Peter, in particular, and John, that they were eyewitnesses of these things. They were describing things that they really saw. Uh, They say that Jesus did not appear to everybody but to witnesses, to chosen witnesses. Here in John chapter 20 we have evidence, and it's even clearer in John 21, with the um, appearance of Jesus having breakfast on the seashore, that they really were sure that it was him. The presence of Jesus was clearly demonstrated. The second thing that we could observe, perhaps, is that the power of Jesus was clearly displayed. Though resurrected, he was clearly not as he had been before. Twice in John 20, we're told that Jesus appeared to the disciples when the doors were locked in other words here was a manifestation of his presence which was not restricted by time and space his power over uh, the natural laws was being demonstrated before them he he was not he, he because i think the i spoke on easter morning about the the difference that the descriptions of resurrection make uh, seem to me add to add credibility to the accounts in the sense that they're clearly not doctored. But Jesus clearly can appear in Jerusalem and he can appear in Galilee. He's not restricted by time and space. His power, here is a different form of life being demonstrated, uniquely demonstrated in Jesus, but a form of life that he has promised to his followers. His power is revealed in the stories of the resurrection Thirdly, we can see that the priority of Jesus is clearly established. It's interesting that in John chapter 21, when Peter is restored to favor and commission to ministry, the question that Jesus asks him is, "Do you love me? Do you love Jesus? Do you love me?" I write references for numerous people applying for ordination in the Anglican ministry. It so happens that here at St. Andrews at the moment we've got five or six people who are going forward for ministry about to have selection conferences. They ask them all sorts of questions in their application form, such as, you know, what is your leadership experience? Do they have the academic uh, ability to cope with the rigors of a theological course? Uh, have they had experience of church work? Uh, are they of sound mind? Uh, interestingly, now, what is their sexual orientation is one of the questions. There are lots of these questions. I've yet to come across an a- a- application form uh, in, for the Anglican Church that has the key question that Jesus asked Peter Do they love Jesus? So I always ask them that, actually. I think it's rather an important question Do they love Jesus? Do they love Jesus? Thomas establishes the priority of Jesus as well, not only Peter by, repeat, by saying repeatedly that he does love him, but Thomas, a Jew, falls at Jesus' feet and says, My Lord and my God. An amazing thing to say to someone who you've just shared three years with. But now, clearly, the resurrected Jesus deserves those titles in Thomas's mind. The priority of Jesus. Christianity is about Jesus. It's about following Jesus. It's about believing in Jesus. It's about believing in the resurrection of Jesus. If the bones of Jesus could be found in Galilee today, we would have very little faith on which to depend. Our faith hinges on the resurrection of Jesus. He is the priority. And lastly, the resurrection stories here establish the purpose of Jesus. The purpose of Jesus is clearly explained and established. Forgiveness of sins. Our greatest need is for the forgiveness of sins. That is our greatest need. We don't often think that's our greatest need. We think our greatest need is for good health, prosperity, for our families, whatever it might be. And these are genuine needs, of course. But as the resurrection of Jesus meets with his disciples and commissions them for the, for the purpose for which their lives will then be, which is the building of the new community, the establishing of this new humanity of which Jesus is the trailblazer, what he says to them is that they need to receive the Holy Spirit so that they can preach the gospel, so that forgiveness of sins can be the experience of you and me on a daily basis. So the presence of Jesus clearly demonstrated eyewitnesses. The power of Jesus clearly revealed the doors were locked. The priority of Jesus clearly established my Lord and my God and the purpose of Jesus clearly explained the proclamation of the forgiveness of sins so that we can know God again. And of course that links us well to our Holy Communion service this morning. Here we are coming to receive the tokens of Jesus' broken body and shed blood so that we can remember that the cross is the place of forgiveness of sins. Only the perfect Son of God could pay the price of our sin. And of course the perfect Son of God could not be restrained or defeated by death. Of course he must rise from the dead. Of course he must. To prove that we have forgiveness of sins. So be encouraged to believe even more than you normally do in the resurrection of Jesus this morning. Jesus is alive. Praise God. Our sins are
1: forgiven. We can anticipate heaven. Amen.